This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Diamondbacks got together for the middle game of their three-game weekday series. Trevor Rogers went opposite of the soft-tossing right-hander Umberto Castellanos. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Another tough one-run loss for the Marlins at Lone Depot Park tonight. 5-4 Arizona, the final, just like in last night's Series opener, a game very similar to the one we saw last night here at the ballpark with Arizona jumping out to a 5 nothing lead and carrying that lead into the bottom of the seventh. The Marlins scoring four times in the seventh and then being shut down the rest of the way to fall just a single run short. Tonight, Trevor Rogers started for the Marlins against Umberto Castellanos, making his fourth start for Arizona, and it was the D-backs who struck first, leading off the second against Rodgers. Christian Walker. Christian Walker, first ball hitting. Scalds went out to center and deep. Sanchez going back, turns at the wall. Home run. Up above the 400-foot sign, Christian Walker with his team leading sixth of the season, and it's 1-0 Arizona. And the D-backs would extend that lead against Rodgers in the third, leading off right fielder Pavin Smith. A no-doubter off the bat of the Jupiter native, Pavin Smith. It's the second consecutive inning in which the D-backs have hit a leadoff home run off Trevor Rogers. It's now 2-0 Arizona. Meanwhile, Humberto Castellanos was cruising along. He retired the first nine in succession. The Marlins finally got a couple men on in the fourth inning. Jazz Chisholm a leadoff single. Jesus Aguilar single him to third. So first and third with nobody out. Jorge Soler chopped a ball toward third base. Jazz didn't try to score. Sergio Alcantara, the third baseman, threw Soler out for out number one. Aguilar took second, so he had second and third with one out at that point. Jesus Sanchez popped to third, and when Garrett Cooper grounded out to third base, the Marlins had squandered a golden opportunity against Castellanos in the fourth inning. In the top of the fifth, as if the bottom of the fourth weren't deflating enough, the D-backs would open it up a little bit and chase Rodgers from the game. A leadoff single from the number nine man, Alcantara. He was erased on a Cooper-Hummel fielder's choice. Hummel then stole second base. Jordan Luplo took a walk, so the D-backs had first and second with one out for their second baseman, Cattell Marte. Out, and he rips one to left. Soler in pursuit is not going to reach it. Hits on the track and bounces into the Marlins' bullpen. A ground rule double. That'll bring Hummel home and make it 3-0 Arizona. That would be the end of the night for Trevor Rogers. Cody Poteet out of the bullpen. And the first man he faced was first baseman Christian Walker, who had homered back in the second. On two, a hot smash to third. Off the glove of Anderson down the left field line. That's going to score two more Arizona runs. Digging for second base Walker. The throw, not in time. It's a two-run double and a 5-0 D-backs lead. But after that, Cody Poteet 
would do a terrific job working two and two-thirds scoreless innings and giving the Marlins a chance to come back. Trevor Rogers tonight, four and a third, six hits, five runs all earned. Walked two, struck out four, allowed two solo home runs. He hadn't allowed a run at all in 2022 before tonight through 78 pitches, 42 strikes. And with Poteet hanging zeros, the Marlins finally did come to life in the seventh inning. Umberto Castellanos got into the sixth for the first time this year and left with two men on and two outs in the sixth. He was relieved by Kyle Nelson, who struck out Jesus Sanchez. So it was 5-0, Arizona on top into the seventh. In the bottom of the seventh, Luis Frias, big flame-throwing right-hander on the pitch for the D-backs. He walked the first man, Garrett Cooper. Avi Garcia struck out for the first out. Then Brian Anderson hit by a pitch, putting runners at first and second with one out. John Birdie struck out for the second out with Jacob Stallings to the plate, a wild pitch advanced the runners to second and third. And when Stallings walked, the bases were loaded, and it was back to the top of the order for Jazz Chisholm. 2-2 pitch. Hot smash. Called foul. That's a fair ball. It was called foul on first base by Ryan Wills. Watching it live, that was yeah, clearly I, a fair I, ball. I thought that was 100%. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, the question is... Where did that ball hit the ground for the first time? Because if it hit the ground in front of first base, you can't challenge it. If it hits the ground beyond first base for the first time, you can challenge it. As it turned out, it did. The umpiring crew got together. They talked this thing over, and without even having to go to video replay, they realized that Ryan Wills had made a terrible mistake. And that should have been a fair ball. It in our opinion, would have gone into the right field corner quite clearly. Would have been a three-run triple for Jazz Chisholm with his speed. The umpires decided to credit Jazz with a double and two RBIs. So at least at that point, the Marlins were denied a run and an extra base. Frias would leave the game. Caleb Smith would come on to face Jesus Aguilar. Smith the 3-2 and Aggie ground ball. Base hit left field. Stalling scores. Here comes Chisholm for the second night in a row. It's a seventh inning two-run single for Aguilar to pull the Marlins within a run at 5-4. It's like a carbon copy of last night. Now first, the big two-run double by Chisholm with the bases loaded. Then Aggie's two-run single, just like last night. But uh, the Marlins couldn't score anymore after that. Jorge Soler walked. But Miguel Rojas, pinch hitting for Jesus Sanchez, hit a bouncer back to the pitcher, Smith. Smith threw him out. Marlon sent nine to the plate in the seventh, scored four runs on two hits, three walks, and hit batter. And it was 5-4 into the eighth inning. And as it turned out, because of the Aguilar hit, eventually both Stallings and Chisholm did come around to score in that inning. So the fact that Jazz wasn't awarded trip, a triple and three RBIs doesn't, really matter because eventually both Jazz and Stallings would score anyway but uh, it was quite an exciting bottom of the seventh. Tori Lovello was ejected from the game after Jazz was awarded the double and two runs batted in. The D-backs actually then challenged that uh, that ball was fair and they lost the challenge and it was 5-4 going to the eighth inning. The Marlins bullpen terrific tonight. We told you about Cody Poteet two and two thirds innings of two hit three strikeout shutout ball. Stephen Oker to 1-2-3, top of the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, facing Kenyon Middleton down a run. The Marlins went in order. Garrett Cooper, a pop-up to second. 
Avi Garcia fouled the first, capping an 0 for 4 night for him. Brian Anderson lined to first base on a 2-2 pitch after the 2-1 pitch was clearly low by about three ball widths. It was called a strike by Adrian Johnson. Instead of a 3-1 count, it was a 2-2 count. Really changes the at-bat. And he still hit a ball hard, but he was out. And the Marlins were gone in the eighth inning. Top of the ninth, Anthony Bass struck out a couple. Able to hang a zero. Get this game into the last of the ninth. Marlins still down a run. With their regular closer, Mark Melanson, on the injured list. With setup man Ian Kennedy, who had been closing, having worked in five of the last seven games, including a save last night, unavailable. The D-backs called on Joe Mantiply to try to lock this one down, facing 8-9-1. and one. John Birdie grounded to third for the first out in the ninth. Jacob Stallings bounced to third for the second out in the ninth. So the Marlins down by a run. We're down to their final chance. And who else but Jazz Chisholm at the plate? Mantiply, the 1-2. Chisholm ground ball right side to his left. Marte has it. Spins. Throws to first. And for the second night in a row... The Marlins rally and come up just short against the D-backs for the second night in a row. The final score, Arizona 5 and Miami 4. For Arizona, just like last night, five runs, nine hits, and no errors. Tonight they left eight. Last night they left five. For the Marlins, four runs, six hits, no errors, six men left. Umberto Castellanos worked five and two-thirds innings, a four-hit shutout ball, no walks, four Ks. 87 pitches, 55 strikes. He's the winner, 2-1. Trevor Rogers takes the loss. He falls to 1-4. Joel Mantiply, his second save of the season, the second of his big league career. This one took 3 hours, 24 minutes to complete. Uh, you talk about pace of play. The Marlins have played 23 games this year. 16 of them have exceeded 3 hours, and a lot of those 16 have exceeded 3 hours and 20 minutes. The D-backs with the win are 12 and 13. They've got 9 and 5 after a 3 and 8 start to the year. They improved to 7 and 6 now a game over on the road. As for the Marlins, they fall to 12 and 11. They're 6 and 6 here at Lone Depot Park and they've dropped 3 straight after that 7 game winning streak. So Arizona's won the first two games of this three game series. Marlins try to salvage the finale at 12:40 tomorrow when Eliezer Hernandez faces Madison Bumgarner. D-backs have clinched the series win. Marlins had won their last three consecutive series and four of the previous five, but they will look to make it one out of three when we close out this homestand tomorrow. And uh, as we do every night, we remind you the Marlins and Auto Nation, again partnering this year to try to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opposing batter, the Marlins are going to contribute $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Tonight, 10 Ks by Marlins pitchers, $250 for this season, 205 punch-outs now and a total of $5,125 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins stage another comeback late, but they fall short. They fall 5-4. to four. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, let's take a quick commercial break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the Marlins 5-4 loss to the Diamondbacks last night. 
Donnie, another crazy night down the stretch there. How would you sum this one up? It was a lot like last night. It felt like, you know, kind of the same game, right? We get we get down, uh, don't really kind of get any kind of traction uh, in that game early. And then all of a sudden, you know, we put some runs on the board and, and kind of make it a game. So um, it's, all, it's all, it felt like a lot like last night. At seventh inning, what was your interpretation of what happened or what did Jazz have to say? In the seventh inning with Jazz's hit, what was your interpretation of, of what happened there with the initial call? Yeah, I think he meant to call it fair. He got spun more than anything. I think he he said he called it fair, but he just turned got spun around by the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I think they got – I mean, I, I didn't see a replay. And I don't know if you get a great view of, you know, how the cameras are, but uh, sounds like, you know, they got that right. Yeah. Do you remember, have you ever had something like that where it's happened where um, get spun around and have to go through the replay and make sure everything gets done right? I don't think the replay was, it wasn't replay. I think he just, yeah. when they got together, that, that's what I, I don't even know what okay. exactly, but I think when they got together, he basically said it was fair. Yeah, the, the replay was, they, they couldn't replay it. Yeah, it was in front of the young. Okay. Right, yeah, so I don't think they replayed it. The only thing they looked for because the action stopped was placing the runners. Do you think he maybe had a chance for going for three? And that maybe he could have went for three, but that means Jacob would have had to go for three. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, we, we end up getting those two. Um, you know, to summarize the game, I, I thought, you know, Trev was okay. You know, he he missed spots with fastballs. You know, trying to look like he was trying to go up and and got the ball down. And, and you know, in today's game, down um, down in the middle towards the plate is is not a good area to be in. Uh, and they made him pay for that. Uh, got behind in that. It was at the fifth. Uh, I thought that was a little bit of a turning point in that game. I mean, we're down two. We get first and third. Nobody, and we don't score there. That kind, of, and then they come back and get three. And so that kind of was a, a little bit of a shift in momentum. I mean, that really kind of turned the game, uh, you know, until we were able to get those runs late. Poteet was, yeah, Cody did a great job. He, you know, he did exactly what you asked the guy, like, in the middle there to do is keep you in the game and give us a chance. And that's what he was able to do, throw some zeros up uh, and give our guys a chance. And finally we were able to break through. You know, seven straight wins, now three straight losses. Just like ebb and flow. Is there anything you're seeing, play? You know, play-wise, just obviously, of course, the season these will happen, but. Just yeah, not not really. Uh, nothing's really. I don't think changes. You know, in my mind, of anything with our club. Um, yeah, it's just like you know, we were we were kind of getting the hit and, and the out uh, that we needed through that streak, and we haven't quite been able to do that. Um, you know, in these last few days, but you know we're not get, we're not getting this back. So we got you know we're gonna have a quick turnaround and on the road. So um, you know we can't be you know we really can't you know you just gotta let you gotta not I don't want to say let it go and take it lightly because you know ask our guys to battle and and try to win every game. Um, but once it's over, you kind of digest it and learn you know whoever needs to learn from it or keep working through stuff, you, you do that, but you got to be ready to play again tomorrow.
do you keep a sense of energy instead of falling over 5 nothing in a quick game, but to kind of battle back there? Does it give you a little momentum, or is that kind of crazy when you end up losing? But the way you kind of battle back there late. And, you know, we've asked, you know, you, you talk about that. You, you want your club to fight till the end, obviously, and, and, and we've been able to do that, and we're doing that. Um, but there's real, no, you know, there's not really a moral victory in there. It's kind of like, you know, the games we were able to win on the road, but we gave them some runs and we had people out there, but we got the right outs. So you still feel like you walk away with the win. You don't think about how we got there. And so at the end of the day, it's a loss. And, it, you know, we... You know, we, I don't think we're going to take any moral victories. I'm proud of my club for fighting and continuing to play and um, and all of that. But, you know, there's really no moral victory. It ends up in hell. That was Don Mattingly after the ball game last night. As we wrap things up, let's hear from Jazz Chisholm, who was uh, surrounded by that controversy on that line drive. Had fair, initially ruled foul, kind of, sort of, in the seventh inning. Jazz, can you just take us through that seventh inning when you get that hit, kind of, Take us through what you saw and your interpretation of how everything went down. Um, I mean, bases was loaded. I kind of know who the pitcher is on the mound. Uh, seen him a lot when I was over there in the minors. Uh, I know like he was gonna try and blow me down, and just know who he is as a person, you know, as a player, you know. So I knew he was gonna come to me and attack me with all fastballs until we got to two strikes. And even when we got there, he still might try it, you know. So I was just thinking of just getting my barrel to the ball. Like I did last night, and just I know that if I get on base right now and Aggie's behind me, I can score from anywhere wherever he hits the ball. So we're just trying to get us back in the game. So you go, you get the hit, and then there's a little confusion on the field with the umpire. Kind of, what did you see? What was? What did you hear? Well, I mean, I didn't hear anything. I was too in the moment to hear anything. So all I could do is go off my visuals. But um, I remember I hit the ball, and I saw that it was fair in my eyes, at least. I saw it, and I was like looking at him, but he got spun around. But he called it fair, but turned foul. So I was, re- I was like, "What just happened?" You know what I mean? So, but that's that's basically all I had. Like I was just asking him, like, "What? What? What?" And he was just like, "It just was a confusion. It was just a confusion." So you rounded first, and he said fair to you, and that's yeah. why when you mouthed, he said fair, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So he told me he like because that's when I was like, "What? What? What?" Like you turned foul, like you know what I mean? And he was like, "I, was, I said fair, fair, fair." So. Uh, did that just that inning overall feel like deja vu from yesterday again? Bases loaded, down by five, and then you and Aggie doing what you guys did, uh, get, with it, get it close again? I mean, after I scored, I could say it was deja vu. <laughs> but, like, almost hit it in the exact same spot, uh, like Aggie did at least, and I scored again. So I was just like, dang, do it again two days back to back. Ain't nothing better than that. All right, so that was Marlins second baseman Jazz Chisholm after the ball game last night. Marlins now 12 and 11. The Diamondbacks are 12 and 13. The Marlins look to salvage a game this afternoon at 12:40 when Madison Bumgarner goes opposite of Eliezer Hernandez. It's a 12:40 first pitch. We're on the air at 12:10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.